Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. This is Isaiah Freeman. We've got Brad Lowers and Keaton Homer with us, welcoming you to what is going to be an incredible podcast, talking a lot about high school football, flag football, and tackle football, as well as a preview for the upcoming D1 and D2 championship. I just want to give everyone a heads up to make sure that wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you got it, download through the RSS feeds, any of that kind of stuff, make sure that you like and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Alaska Sports Talk. You search that and you can find us. Make sure that you like and subscribe. Like I said, there's going to be a heavy high school football preview show, kind of wrap up D3 and then looking ahead to Division Two and Division One. Um I think uh, we had a pretty interesting weekend. Keaton, I know you had some UAA stuff going on too. Yeah, UAA in full swing. Uh, UAA volleyball, a couple of matches this past weekend. They split. We'll touch on that a little bit later in the show. UAA hockey as well. They're on the road. They also got a split. So um, college sports, it's the season, you know. So it is, um, you got to love it. College sports um, in the fall. So, the only thing we don't have, you know, college football here. That's the only that's the only sport I think we're missing at the moment. That is true. We are missing college. <laughs> and that UW Oregon game was impressive. That was yeah, it was life. back and forth. Man, interesting was, calls by uh, Dan Landing there down the stretch. Well, I've never seen so many people go for it on fourth and whatever this yeah. week. Not just college, but in pro football too. Right. Uh, my beloved Seahawks going for it on fourth down a couple times. It's like, what are you doing? Like, get some points. Yeah, the Oregon system has been pretty weird. You know, a lot of two point plays. You know, they're pretty much you got to wonder what they're going to do. And sometimes it works big, but when it doesn't work, uh, you know, they always talk about the coach. Kind of fails spectacularly when it doesn't work. If everyone, yeah. if it works, then he's a genius. If not, but. There's no doubting what happened this weekend, though. We've got, let's see, flag football came to its conclusion, Brad, and I know that you saw some of that game. Why don't you fill us in on what happened with flag football? Well, Diamonds had an outstanding season with just the one loss. South came over as the number two seed. Diamond uh, took advantage of the home field, and they drove for a touchdown on their first possession, as they have often this year, and uh, my Mariaki with the first touchdown, then she uh, later threw a touchdown pass. And uh, if that wasn't enough, she rushed for a touchdown on the last play of the game with about 12 seconds to play. And in flag football, when you're up 19, uh, that signifies the mercy rule. And so Diamond uh, went off with the title with uh, 12 seconds to go. Fourth title in a row. And you got to my you got to look at my. As. Uh, Person as a person, she was on a, four championship teams in a row, and of course, uh, four, four in a row for Diamond, eleven out of the last eighteen. Wow, now that, that's pretty dominant. That's wow. Okay, too bad I missed that game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they overcame some coaching losses. <laughs> yeah, that's right, they did, didn't they? <laughs> um, division inside three. joke, yeah. Inside joke. <laughs> Everyone knows what that is. Um, yeah. D3, Division Three football finished on Saturday. We had Barrow, the two seed, playing Kenai, the number one seed. And it was 
out there, I can tell you it was a little wet. It was just kind of not pouring rain or anything like that. It was just damp everywhere. And uh, Key and I ended up winning 20 to 8. Brad, I know you broadcast that game. What are some of the takeaways you had from that game and Kenai's win? Well, just uh, watching both teams, uh, very good coaching, very organized. Uh, Barrow with a T formation, Keaton. We haven't seen that in a while. And then Kenai yeah. it's got off to a great start. Ezekiel Uragi, he uh, just uh, took charge from his quarterback spot with pinpoint passing, but he really did a lot with his legs. And Kenai able to convert on third and long and, you know, they got that uh, 20 nothing advantage. Barrow's kindly finally scoring in the closing minutes. But impressive player for Barrow. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him playing at a higher level. That's Utah House Tuifoa. And uh, he wore uh, number 75. And he had a lot of tackles behind the line of scrimmage. And not just tackles, Isaiah, but tackles that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tackles that hurt that's not no that's not good if you're on offense yeah he's, great if you're defense he was 300 pounds in night wow. he's he's got big since then so wow all right that's that is it was a being out there it was a it was a good crowd it was a loud crowd yeah you know josh reed our friend from the anchorage daily news he had his umbrella the whole time someone had to tell him that Josh, it stopped raining. <laughs> Josh, it's okay. You can get a little wet, man. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a great atmosphere. Uh, Kenai definitely earned the win. They got the win. They they jumped on Barrel a little early. I think it was that first drive. Um, by the time I was still at the gate trying to finish up some things with the first rush of people, and all of a sudden I hear a big crowd screaming and yelling, and I look over and Kenai had just scored. So. But Barrow hung in there for a while, and this Kenai just eventually chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and got that lead. And Barrow just couldn't uh, couldn't keep up. Well, and, you mentioned I was going to say you mentioned Yuragi, the quarterback. Just some of the stuff that I watched, it, it was it was his legs that really, you know, his running ability. It seemed to like take over the game a little bit. I would venture to say he might have had somewhere in the neighborhood neighborhood of seventy plus rushing yards. I would think. I think um, so. A lot of them just came on key times, and right, they can convert on long yardage, and that made a big difference in the game. That's always hard when you have a quarterback that can run. I just, I just, it's, it's difficult. It adds to it. That was a problem when I was playing quarterback in high school. <laughs> people, I just ran away yeah. from people all the time. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, I definitely did that, didn't I? Yeah. Are you are you winking over there? I can't see you, so I don't know if you're like. I'm not winking, but my toes may be crossed. So. Oh, okay. All right. I was just <laughs> curious. You know, I look at oh. that, uh, the results <laughs> of that game, and certainly Kenai, a deserving winner. One of the things I was impressed with them is their their poise on the sideline. They didn't over-celebrate until the, the game was over. And even then, they were a little subdued. They were pretty focused in their approach. And, you know, Barrow, you know, sometimes the second place, the runner-up position is overlooked. But uh, – they had a great season. You could see that, you know, they were um, buried together even in defeat. So a lot of uh, props out to both teams. Now, Division Two, we have some – last we talked, it was the, the semifinal preview for D2 and D1, and now we had some semifinal winners over the weekend, and now we're getting ready for a championship game. Soldatna beat North Pole 69-20. to 
and Lathrop beat Eagle River 42 to 18. So Soldana and Lathrop, again, that's the third time in a row. And we're we're looking for that on Saturday at one o'clock. Keaton, you've seen these teams. Yeah, I, so I'm not surprised that it's the third time in a row that these teams are playing for the state championship. That that's for sure. It'll be um uh interesting to see how the how it goes in the third meeting overall between these two. But um Soldatna, you know, you mentioned the straight T offense that Barrow had. Soldatna also runs a very similar offense as well. And they're obviously a lot more successful at it. Been running it for a long time with Galen Brantley down there as the head coach. And they're putting up 60 plus points per game. They're averaging right around 59 points, 60 points per game. And uh, they beat a North Pole team who uh, had a big victory in their last regular season game. Um, and then also in the playoffs as well. So um, North Pole is not a slouch. And then to hang up that many points on them just tells you how good Soldatna is. And then Lathrop, um, you know, it just seems like they keep keep finding pieces and ways to win and putting up points. The defense is the only thing that really concerns me about Lathrop. They've been known to give up um, larger points um, over the course of this, this past season than they normally have. So I'd be a little bit more concerned about the defense than the offense from Lathrop, even though they only gave up 18 points to Eagle River. Uh, it can be it can be a little bit a little bit more shaky, I would say, for Lathrop in terms of their their defense. So that'll be the only concern I have going into that state championship game next week. Yeah, I look at uh, Saldana, like you said, Keaton. I think they had about five weeks in a row where they scored over sixty points. So yeah, that average might be a, a sixty plus itself. And you look at anybody else's score. If they score sixty, uh, it's quite likely they're going to win. And you know, Lathrop. You know, even though they scored 42 last week and uh, their offense, like you said, is is can be pretty formidable. But uh, if they're slacking at all in defense, Saldana is going to run up the score again. And it will take uh, just a way much of a extra effort by Lathrop to stay in this game. So here's a question for you, Keaton. So you've seen these teams play. Lathrop played at Saldana or excuse me, Soldatna play, played at Lathrop on August 18th. So it was, I think, the first or the second week, the first week of the season. And yeah. Soldatna won 56-20 to 20 on that day. Can we expect Lathrop and Soldatna's score to be clo much closer than that? Because that was the week one versus now the last week of the season. Uh, I would assume so, uh, given – Luke Baylash's record, especially when he has time to prepare um, for an opponent the second time around, I definitely would expect that this game would be a lot closer than that 56-20 final. Um, you know, Lathrop is a team, it just seems like, you know, sometimes they get out, out of the gate a little bit slow, but as the season rolls along, they start to gain momentum and they build momentum. And as soon as the playoffs hit, bang, you know. Uh, they look like a completely different team. And I think if Luke Baylash, given a week to prepare, obviously, you know, teams from week one, nine weeks ago, your team's going to change. It's not the same, right? Exactly. Uh, whether that's through injuries, whether that's personality, whatever it might be. And I think Luke Baylash does a great job of game planning, right? And not, not to say that Galen Brantley does, because he does a great job of game planning as well. But um, Luke Baylash, I think, will have his team much more prepared than, uh, he had them uh, in, in week one. I mean, 
They have not lost. Lathrop has not lost since they lost to West week three of the season. So they've rattled off what, how many is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, um, eight victories in a row now. So in the last two games, they put up 42 points against Eagle River. They put up 64 against Wasilla, a 64 nothing win against Wasilla. Um, so, you know, the Lacer Malamutes are going to the right direction. And I think it's going to be a lot closer score than that 56 20 week one loss that uh, Lathrop had. Well, should we make score prediction, predictions now? Are we going that I, far I, yet or what? I think you and Brad can definitely do that. I'm, I'm not going to pick the game because I'll be there kind of doing some of the operation of the game. So I'm going to stay away from picking the game, but definitely I think you two should be picking the game. All right. Do you want to go first, Brad? Or you want me to throw a prediction out there? Well, I might go first because I'll add on to your uh, okay. what you said. And I think ball control is a key. And if you give Saldana enough possessions, they'll score just like that. But you want to keep it close. You want to try and move the chains. And as much as you can keep it out of their hands, you know, if, you, if they get to halftime and they're within uh, 10, 14 points, then you can start to think about winning the game. If, you know, Saldana is up plus 20 or 30 like they've been so often. And Isaiah Keaton, uh, what I really like to do is be a little ambiguous about my pick. And then whoever wins, I like to use the John Priestley method, which is, did I call it or what? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds sounds very vague and very much like um, what we probably should be doing, but it always is fun to pick. Yeah, well, that's what I was going for. (laughs) Are you you're broadcasting the game, aren't you? Yeah. So it's yeah, that's yeah. never mind. Ah, yeah. No. So I'm the only one that can maybe throw a prediction out there. Yeah. All if right. any of us, if any of us are broadcasting the game yeah. or managing, yeah. we should not be picking and again, the game. Again, I say I've been voted the second best broadcaster. Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, I'll, all right, I'll toss please, my. So you're, the, you're the only one that really can uh, do a prediction. Then. All right. Well. I think the third time around, Soldatna ends up getting the victory. But here's how this is going to play out, all right? Quarterback Zach Buckby, all right? Stars are going to be down by six points, all right? Going into the fourth quarter. Zach Buckby takes over the game. Um, He throws two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. Soldatna goes on to win the game uh, by 12 points, even though they're trailing going in the fourth quarter, all right? So I'll say... Um, yeah, let's, I think it might be a fairly high scoring game. I'll say 42, 30. So Wow. I was looking when I was thinking of predicting the game, I was thinking, you know, so high wins, you know, 64 to 54 or something like that. But you really, I mean, I even wrote it down, Keaton. I've got it. Right. So Soldatna wins. By Zach taking over in the fourth quarter, throws two touchdowns when they when they were not leading at the start of the fourth quarter, and they end up right. got that down. That is a Lathrop, Lathrop is winning the game majority of the time going wow. in the fourth quarter, and I think Soldatna takes over. Uh, Zach Buckby, uh, let's say he throws a touchdown to Andrew Pye, one of those two touchdowns is tight end Andrew Pye, uh, one of his favorite targets. So we'll see uh, see if that connection you know comes yeah. true or not. We'll if it comes anything close to that, I have a gift certificate for cattle company for you. <laughs> I mean, All right. That is Sounds good. That, that would be very impressive. <laughs> if if this comes true, I'm going to be kind of looking sideways like, um, 
did uh, <laughs> what, what's going on here? I did. I and if it comes <laughs> true, I swear I didn't. I didn't do anything, you know, fuzzy or or wonky. You know, I, I it's just a uh, you know gut like feeling how, here. I like how confident you were in that. I even if I was allowed to pick the game now, I don't feel like I could. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, like a, a real volleyball broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure is. All right, so that's Division Two, Division One. We had West put it on service fifty-one to zero, and then uh, that was on Friday night. And then we had South pulling up the upset, the number seven seed pulling up the upset over number six Bartlett, twenty-six to twenty. So now Division One championship is six thirty on the twenty first. Division One is at one, and division or Division Two is at one o'clock. Division One is at six thirty on the twenty first. So South Anchorage plays West Anchorage, and what what do we see? What are we what are we uh, what are we looking at? I I don't know. I, I I'm just shocked. I'll be the first to say it. I would not have predicted South to make to the state championship game. Just, I mean, when the, when the playoffs started, um, you know, I just didn't see South getting maybe out of the opening round against East, you know, that was the shocker. And then, then the game against Bartlett, you know, they had the, uh, I think they came from behind to win that game as well. And they won 26 to 20. I mean, Something I don't know what John Lewis put in the water bottles over there, but he's got his boys playing at the right time. That's for sure. So um, now I think it's a little bit of a different situation, obviously, with South and West in the second go around. Um, South lost, didn't they? The first first game, like pretty bad, like 42, 14 or something like that in the regular season. They did. They played on the 19th. So the second week of the season, they played on August 19th at South and West won 42 to 14. Yeah, uh, and, and West is a completely different team, obviously, from week two, as is South. But I, 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 West just has too many dudes. I mean, oh. they just got some guys that, and yeah. they love this. I'll be curious to see if John Lewis can find a way to number one generate a pass rush, uh, number two able to cover the wide receivers that West has. I think that's going to be a huge mis- mismatch. Yeah, I went to the West game and. Uh... I left when it was 37 to nothing. I don't leave games early, but 37 <laughs> to nothing was the halftime score. And uh, that was just uh, an impressive performance as West really has handled it all year. East gave them a run for a while in their game, but uh, there really has been no challenges. Diamond pulled the upset because West went to Hawaii instead of playing that game. And then, <laughs> you know, I think, I think we all agree that mm-hmm. South either underachieved in the regular season or overachieved in the postseason. You know, some coaches are like that. They can only, uh, they can only achieve in the postseason, but that's actually not a bad thing. And South was the seventh seed. They go to East, the second seed beat East. They go to Bartlett, the sixth seed and beat Bartlett. And uh, just, just amazing what they've done. And, you know, I think, I've been reading a lot lately in my retirement, and a lot of what I read is the key word is believe. If your team believes, if they believe in their coaches and the coach believes in their team, um, that's going to make them a lot better. And uh, That's what you're seeing coming out of South right now. Now, I don't know that they can believe themselves to a championship because uh, I think West believes too. And uh, they're always saying they're family. Now, my opinion there is, 
if you're a family, you don't have to keep telling people you're a family, but uh, <laughs> you watch this West team and this South team and, you know, it's not always the people with the best attitude that makes it to the final game, but that seems to be what's happening now. Yeah. So Keaton, what, uh, what do you think of prediction wise? You're broadcasting the game, right, Brian? Yeah, I feel strongly both ways. <laughs> <laughs> both yeah. teams are good. Both teams are good. Both, yeah. both teams. I I just echo the things that you guys have been saying. South, I I did not like you, Keaton. I did not see that coming. I kind of we had mentioned on an earlier podcast. I think the very first one we released through this podcast form here that uh, East West kind of seemed on this collision course and South said nope we're we're gonna crash the party and we're gonna be yeah. the ones at the championship so uh, kudos to south it seems like every now and then south whether it's football because i remember this happened a few years ago and basketball too south can all of a sudden get really hot get on a run when they might not have been the top seed or one of the top two seeds in basketball or football and they end up taking it all the way to a championship game and you know who knows I, I, I kind of feel like it's it's high school championships, you know, the pressure of undefeated seasons, the pressure of winning a state championship, you know, anything can happen. Well, I think one thing, too, and we've all known it from coaching in past years, you got to win the one you're in. So you can't look, you know, you can't expect something championship, the semifinals. If uh, there's eight teams in the tournament, you better win the first game. Yep. Yep. Got to win the first one. You know, this game's on the schedule. You might as well win it. Well, I'll tell you what. If if this does happen, if South pulls pulls this out somehow, it would be the probably largest upset in Alaska high school football history. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head in which I would I would assume if there was a betting odd that West would be uh, the favorite, right? And I just think that. This game, I South is South is the just athletically they're they're not there yet, right? I mean they have won two fantastic games in the playoffs, but I just can't see it on paper. I I don't see it unless they have some sort of miracle uh, type performance like 1980 U.S. hockey versus the Russians. I I don't know. I just see West kind of running away with this one. Yeah, I think you have to go all the way back to Seward uh, buying Alaska from the Russians. <laughs> that, that, uh, that big of an upset. It, it would be on that level. It would be. I, I mean, this would be, if South can pull it off, this would be huge. Probably the largest uh, upset, maybe not just in high school football, but it could be in high school sports. I mean, for a number seven seed to run the table in the playoffs, take down the number one seed in the state championship game, that'd be huge. Not saying they can't do it. They got the work cut out for them. That is for sure. So, Keaton, it's safe to say you're taking West. I'll take West. Uh, do you want you want a score? Yeah, let's let's do a score. Uh, all right. So, put me on the spot here. I say <laughs> West wins forty-five to sixteen. Forty-five, sixteen. All right. Well, I've got these, uh, Keaton. I have your predictions written down. All right. So next right. week we can take a look and see how close you really were. All right. Because that 45 to 16, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, just a little bit of information about the game. Division two championship is at one o'clock on the 21st, and this is at Service High School. The D1 championship is at 6.30 on the 21st at Service High School. Make sure you guys come out. Make sure you carpool as much as you can. There is parking, but it's not tons and tons and tons of parking where if everybody shows up driving, we're going to run out of spaces. So make sure you carpool when you can. There is not tailgating just because we're going to have a couple games back to back. And there's also another thing that kind of leads right into our next topic that's happening at Service and Diamond this weekend. I think it starts on Friday the 20th. That is the Diamond Service Volleyball Tournament that starts this weekend. And it's got teams from all over the state, large schools, small schools. It's one of the bigger volleyball tournaments in the state. Yeah, it was started years ago by Virgil Hall, a Hall of Famer, and Kim Lowers from Diamond. And uh, she's won 11 state championships, probably about 20 state championships between them. But they'll start it on Friday the 20th. They'll play at service as well as Diamond. I think Hanchu and Mears is in the mix. And uh, Isaiah, I got to say, Keaton, I think you should know that I'm looking forward to the finish of this tournament because it's all I've heard about it at my house for the last month. <laughs> I would I would imagine it has been. <laughs> yeah, Kim and I have even had some conversations about the schedule for yeah. helping assist with parking. Yeah. Keaton's the lucky one on this. <laughs> Keaton, you have been the lucky one on this. Yeah, yeah I'm glad I haven't that. had to heard. Yeah, yeah. But it is if you're a if you're a volleyball enthusiast, this is a tournament that you want to want to go to. I know when I talked to Kim, uh, probably about a week ago, she was saying it's. It's kind of almost like a state preview of because teams have been playing for a while now. It's the week before the conference tournaments, and it's just another way to fine tune some things before you head into stuff. Well, Osilla's been a, an amazing team. They're uh, uh, they just have a lot of size on their their front line. Nobody really can match them size wise. And then you you look at the Cook Inlet Conference. It's uh, almost top to bottom, and maybe even. You know, five or six teams can win the league and be a factor at state. Yeah, it definitely seems like the CIC. Wasilla has kind of been, that's the team I hear about the most. And then I also hear that the CIC is really, you know, top to bottom, pretty competitive. So that's volleyball. And we'll have more information and more kind of volleyball state previews and stuff as we get closer to the state championship. That is in the second week of November. but. On another note, we have another high school season that has just started. Started on October 11th, so last Wednesday. And that is high school hockey. That has just started, so they're practicing right now. The first games are on the 26th of October. And we will be doing a little bit more of a hockey-specific preview uh, moving forward in these podcasts. So stay tuned for that. We'll definitely make some announcements and have a little bit more information for you on that next week from the podcast as well so high school hockey is starting practicing i know that's that's a big deal up here as well before we move on and and do anything else where some housekeeping things towards the end of the show we got to talk uaa because keaton you called a game on last thursday and then you called a game on saturday the day that uh, brad and i were in the rain at the D3 championship. 
and that was the Pack the House volleyball game. How'd that go? Pack the House went great. It was fantastic. It was a great atmosphere. When you have 3,280 people in the Alaska Airlines Center for a volleyball game, it makes for a very, very exciting atmosphere. Didn't get off to the best start for UAA. They lost the first set, but they rallied and able to win the next three sets against Northwest Nazarene. Uh, Nicole Blue really led the way. She had 16 kills um, against Northwest Nazarene. Bethany Tuhart also stepped up with 14, but maybe somewhat of an unsung couple of heroes for UAA this past Saturday night. Bella Burney played a terrific match uh, for for the Seawolves, and then also uh, a freshman, uh, Trinity Tatupu, coming in and probably one of the craziest, longest rallies i have seen i swear it had it almost lasted a minute a full minute um oh my gosh it was it was insane i have never seen a rally last that long and seawolves ended up winning winning that point and the place just went absolute bonkers so it was good it was a very good event um if you remember a year ago the seawolves for a brief moment set the division two record for most uh most in attendance for a volleyball game when they had oh like thirty eight hundred people in the stands so they were just a few hundred short of that but um it was a great atmosphere and a much needed victory for UAA uh, it kind of vaults them a game ahead of Northwest Nazarene now in the standings as they sit in the sixth sixth spot in um in the GNAC conference um they are in the middle of the pack at the moment so uh, a huge huge. A uh, couple of matches coming up this weekend uh, against Simon Fraser in Western Washington. So if you're not doing anything, if you're not going to a state championship football game, um, or if you are going to a state championship football game, you can always stream the games live online at GoSeaWolves.com too. That's that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. That's uh, that's important to have a, an event like that. Pack the house. You pack the house. You get have great attendance and then you win the game to, to really oh, yeah. yourselves in the middle of the standings. That's, yeah. that's an important game. The giveaways were fantastic. It was fun. The fans were engaged. I hope, I really, really do hope that women's basketball and men's basketball do a similar thing because the last two years for UAA volleyball, when they've done these types of events, it has been fantastic. They have great promotions. Ticket prices are half price. So it gets a lot more people in. Uh, I think they probably had about four or five high school volleyball teams there. Some middle school volleyball teams were there as well. So uh, it was a fantastic event. I would expect, you know, men's and women's basketball, if it's not already being planned this year, that they're probably putting it on the books for trying to do something like that, because I can only imagine, you know, how it would be for a basketball game. Well, I learned something today. I think UAA has seen some of that and liked that for basketball because I heard that the November 3rd game for the boys basketball versus Cal Maritime that's at the Alaska Airlines Center November 3rd at 11 a.m and the reason that's at 11 a.m is ASD and UAA kind of formed this partnership and UAA is going to be helping ASD bus elementary students over to come watch the game and I've been told that they should be expecting a couple thousand elementary kids for that game on November 3rd. That's awesome. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. So, I, I just, I just, I literally, I just heard that today. I was in a March Madness yes. Alaska committee meeting and I, I learned that today. So I couldn't wait to tell you, know, you about that. Yeah, no, that's going to be, 
really, really fantastic. Hold on. I got to look at my calendar now because you're going to look wanna, ahead. You might want to bring earplugs right. with elementary students like that. I might. I might want to bring some earplugs. So uh, I got to put that. I got to update my calendar because I I'm, don't got to go to school that day. All right. Fantastic. Because nice. 11 a.m. broadcast. There you go. All right. That's good. Well, you know, so I'll see you at the arena then at 11 a.m. Yeah, All right. I plan, I plan on checking that out. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to jump on my soapbox for just a minute. What an idea to pack the house. And uh, congratulations to both UAA and, and the volleyball program for doing that. And I know I'm preaching to the choir right here, but I think about what Anchorage has lost in recent years, a shootout. And that wasn't all because of lack of attendance. Matter of fact, they had good attendance, more some changes. But how about minor league hockey? You know, my nephew uh, played for the last Aces team, and I think this town misses the Aces. That was, um, at times, really well attended. And, um, you know, the attendance since uh, the Alaska Airlines especially has come around uh, hasn't really been anything to write home about. And, um, you know, that it just is something that needs to get better. And it shouldn't be uh, Tim McGraw, the only one that uh, fills that arena. And, you know... Uh, there's a word for people who don't go to events uh, when your team isn't the top team, and that's front runners. And so I know none of the front runners are listening to the broadcast right now, but I, I think the city of Anchorage, Eagle River, the Valley, you know, everybody needs to, to be supportive or these um, sports that most of us enjoy are just going to go away. It wasn't that long ago before hockey, hockey was on the block, um, gymnastics was on the block even skiing can you imagine not having a, a team for skiing in the state of alaska so that sounds kind of ridiculous to me and even teams like the pilots and the bucks with such a rich history shouldn't be just the fourth of july and fireworks that, that people show up so i think um you know there's a lot more to offer there's a lot of you know a lot of it is activity at the high school level there's a lot of sports involved but you know at some point uh People are going to have to step up and go to games, even when their team isn't first in the league. And uh, we got to, you know, if we want to have a reputation as a sport town and ever, you know, think of a college team moving up or other minor league teams coming to uh, Anchorage or Alaska, we we really got to show that we support that. I'd agree. We need to get out there and support. That's uh, that's hopefully what this podcast can help do is get more people interested. We're talking about sports, more people participating in sports and more interest in sports. And that just, that helps the whole community as a whole because people bond over sports, different walks of life, different economic backgrounds, all sorts of things. People can bond over sports in a community. And that's really, really important. We've got uh, looking ahead after this podcast, we've got we'll have a, a new release podcast, obviously next week. But we're going to be doing some hockey previews and some basketball conference previews, as well as some regular season tournaments for basketball that are coming up because the basketball season starts. The practices start after Thanksgiving, so it'll be important to to take a look at some of those things as we move ahead in the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Again, kind of echoing some of the things that we talked about at the beginning, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you're going to find us on more podcast platforms. They're going to be expanding throughout that this week and next week. 
Again, like us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Alaska Sports Talk and you'll find us. We don't have tons of content right there, but we're going to get more out there. We're tweeting, or not tweeting, but we're uh, posting on Instagram and Facebook all the different podcasts that we're doing and some upcoming things. So make sure that you're that you're checking that out. We need merchandise. We right. do. Let's get t-shirts, t-shirts, hats. That, we, should, that's, we should look that's into this. I, I promise you that's coming. <laughs> and at some point, we're going to do some uh, kind of apparel giveaway through the podcast. We're going to be doing some of that stuff. We're just we just don't have all that stuff right there yet because we're still young in this process. But that I promise you, Keaton, I will get you a T-shirt. I need, I need free another, clothes and another T-shirt that you can give away to people, too. Oh, all right. I mean, I just wanted to, you know, get some new stuff in the closet. You know, I got you. I got you. We need some swag. We'll yeah. get I'll, I'll get I'll get everybody swag. Right. Hey, I want to mention, too, it came to mind that ASAA March Madness, perhaps you've heard of this. Isaiah, that, yeah, uh, uh, just a little bit. That uh, you know, that's an example of how the Alaska Airlines uh, has become a full arena, and even the one eight two way that uh, involves a lot of smaller communities all over the state of Alaska. And if you didn't get a chance to see that, uh, weren't a lot of empty seats, especially on Championship Day. But those schools, you know, they it's a real gathering, and uh, imagine uh, for rendezvous might have been you know as similar in the old days but that's kind of a modern day rendezvous and then the 3a and the 4a uh the following week so two great weekends uh an example of maybe what we can do and then uh this broadcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors i think of roger briley and associates thanks to them for helping to get this going guido's pizza um our thanks to them as well they have a a new team room now that we're going to check out tomorrow um i'd like to thank the bike shop as uh Time of year when you want to get that bike, get on it one last time and have it ready for next spring if the snow ever goes away. And then Alaska sausage and seafood, time of year where you uh, utilize their specialty. And um, as soon as they open, I'm going to get some of that reindeer sausage. I'll beat you to it. Okay. <laughs> and then um, let's remember uh, also the, the Alaska Club. And, uh, you know, before too long, we might not make this available right away, but we're going to seek other sponsors and uh, Alaska sports talk with your help is going to continue to grow. Yeah, we need, we're, we need your help. And again, you can send uh, messages through Facebook and Instagram. And I, I promise you, I look at them if, uh, if we, when we get them. So make sure if you've got any suggestions or you want to, we're going to be coming up with some cool segments. So we're going to need some audience participation for some of these segments and I, I can't wait to see how we handle those. I, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I, I will probably have a lot more fun executing these games and these uh, segments for you two. It's going to be enjoyable. I'm, I can't wait. I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be funny. I, I just can't. I cannot wait. Got, I'll just tease one. I have one segment that we're going to do. It's called Which is Better? And that's going to be a fun one. And uh, which yeah. is which. better? Yeah, yeah. Need, like better. music. Yeah, Sounds like a Halloween thing. Yeah, we'll we'll have some music. We'll have we'll have some different things for it. So, really looking looking forward to some more fun, interesting segments that don't always just have to deal with sports, but some other things as well. So, again, 
Like and subscribe. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. That's Alaska Sports Talk. This is Isaiah Freeman for Brad Lowers and Keaton Homer. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you and enjoying this podcast. Thanks.